Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Talking Shed podcast. Cody, we've got you here with us today. Yep, yep, and via the dark web, as some would say, we have Jeff Worley in on a phone call. So, Jeff, and- what's up? Hey, not too much, guys. How are you doing today? Real good, real good. Pretty good. good. You know, today is, uh, it's, you know, basically mid-October, um, <laughs> you know, yep. fi- 55 degrees here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um what were things like out in Macomb, Illinois? 70, 71 degrees. Really? Yeah. We, we're going to maintain mid to, you know, lower 70s for several days now. are going to be going forward. Okay. It's, I don't see fall yet. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we're getting the edge to go deer hunting, to be honest with you. Hey, and the nights and the mornings get you into that, you know, where mm-hmm. we rake toes to the air, you know, and kind of sniff around, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, boy, during the day, you know, from about 1030 to 4, eh, no fall in the air, really. <laughs> I bet you some guys in, in Ohio and Indiana would love to see some of that to help dry out some of these crops that we still got standing. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it there's... I mean, uh, it's just... The dry down factor, you know, we're not that far apart, okay, six hours, and it's just, it's almost like it's a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, just the heat we've had, I think, and you guys haven't had, and I, I don't know, it's it's strange this year. Yeah, the way it sits kind of across the state, I mean, we're basically, what, straight east of you, pretty much? Yeah, really, exactly. You yeah. know, so yeah, it's kind of crazy just how you can go six hours west, and it completely change comparatively across across the topography of the country yeah i hope we get here i mean that's our biggest thing that here in western illinois is boy she's dry and Mm -hmm. it's it's going to take a long time i I think you could almost talk across the mississippi in some spot (laughs) yeah it is just it's unreal Mm -hmm. i mean it it truly is uh, unprecedented that we've seen this like this so yeah, I've I've heard how low it is. Um, you know, talking to some grain merchandisers, they're saying that, you know, getting grain uh, up and down it's a, a trick because of how low it is. Right. But yeah, traffic is just not as speedy, and so you know that just starts backing everything up. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen many piles or anything around. Of course, I think on farm storage is pretty hefty and it grows every year I mean, right. you know more bins and everything so i think i think we're trying to take some pressure off of some of these elevators and such but it's i don't know it's still pretty good what's the crop what do you think big crop medium out there average it's, it's pretty good uh, it, yeah. it's above average for sure um good. you know i'm hearing anything from 60 to 80 ish bushel beans mm-hmm. um corn mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't heard many corn numbers, but, you know, there, there's plenty above 200. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it just varies from where you are at in the state. I mean, if you're a little bit further south, you're hearing like that 200 to 220. If you're a little bit north, you're probably closer to 200. It just kind of depends on where you're at as far as where you're laid out across at least Ohio anyway. I haven't really heard much corn in general. I mean, other than guys taking off some seed corn and stuff like that, but they're they're yep. just they're just starting to dive into corn mm-hmm. around here. 
Yeah, it's everywhere east the same. Indiana and everybody. I mean, today, seriously, and you, I know, Adam, you text me on some devastators, but I mean, probably I could have done, I mean, we could have blasted six, eight, nine devastators. I mm-hmm. mean, guys just calling, you know, yeah, last wanting to get them and, and get going. So I, I don't know. Yeah, for, and we, we kind of skipped over this part, you know, of course, many of you know, if you, if you follow along at all, uh, Jeff is with Yetter Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jeff's been our Yetter rep for forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to talk all things Yetter and, and everything. How many devastators do you think are out rolling as we speak right now, Jeff? Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know what what number to put on that really tr- truthfully. <laughs> several uh, several thousand. Oh yes yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and I always tell the story. Of course, you know, for what eight nine years we've been selling them. It's it's the only real product in all my years at Yetter that I've ever seen that started and has never just never looked back. I mean, it's just kept and keeps going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're doing some things with Devastator. I mean, we've got three or four of those hydraulic, you know, Devastators out running, mm-hmm. um, you know, making some tweaks. I hope I hope next year we will have availability so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be able to add those to existing Devastators, you yeah. know. Derek, uh, Derek kind of showed us kind of a, a few ins and outs of that at the Farm Progress. Yeah. So, so you're saying in the future we might be able to – raise and lower and, and potentially add down pressure right correct hmm. correct and you know realistically i think at the end of the day of course the head carts gee many christmas we hear right you know if, if if it right after the price is will it fit my head car you, you guys know that <laughs> right mean, talking yep. to guys and and i think it would definitely make it ease um although i still contend that 90 percent we don't have any issues with and there's just those few guys that do mm-hmm. and and typically at the end of the day they figure out how to get it on there i mean tire size is is the main battle yep but after we get past it i mean here a tweak here a tweak there is you know always easily done i guess you might say yeah and i always run them through the ringer too as far as okay well what what's your combine on is it on duels or is it on a a big fat single or you know just kind of go through the motions as far as just kind of quizzing them on what they got and you know are are you where you located at in the country you know are you out in illinois out in the middle of nowhere in indiana to where if you do have an eight row head and it doesn't go on your header cart will it be all right you know a lot of these eight row heads are about just as wide as what the combines are anymore so it's oh, like yeah. you know what i mean so it's like you know just kind of pick and choose your battles for the guys that don't know if if you guys have been li- living under a rock or something along those lines so basically the devastator is mounted on the corn head and it's basically got springs for your down pressure so it's basically set on a bracket and your roller is basically compressed down with down pressure with a spring. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, that that's why we're, why Yetter is considering making a hydraulic option to one, not only make it easier to get it on the head cart, but two, to increase downforce if you feel like you need, need it. And you know, it's like we always say the head height, the pitch, Mm -hmm. 
to 25 degrees is huge, you know, as far as how much force we put against the ground with that devastator Mm -hmm. doesn't need that much, you know, and that's the thing, guys, I think sometimes, of course, have their heads laying really too flat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once we get them up and get a little bit of angle in them, um, you know, 300 bushel corn fodder. I mean, I, they'll walk through there 20% Mm -hmm. moisture. I mean, I've seen it many countless times. So, Mm It's just a product that, hey, return on investments there. I yeah. mean, I for a guy that looks at anything else, there, there's another reason why he doesn't want to put it under there because it truly is a no-brainer to speed up the residue breakdown and to save every rubber tire that goes to the field. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't care if it's a grain cart, a tractor, anything. Um, it's just uh, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean just no two ways about it so it it's a good return on investment and it's mm-hmm. not that much and this that and the other so i think good so yep. it, Co- cody and i made a stop earlier this morning on our way and uh they had their head tore down they were putting uh stalk new stalk rolls on it and uh and yeah that that's when i hit you up about that devastator um, it's an eight row. And I said, man, why you got this head tore apart? You got to have a devastator on here. And he's, Oh, I know, I know. And, and so we're going to see if we can't make something work on that head mm-hmm. and get him a devastator. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, once the neighbor has it or, or they see it run, man, does it make a big difference? Cause uh, the, you know, residue management, um, it right there is where it starts. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, and that's exactly, you know, and that's, I guess what I was going to preempt to is, okay, you know, I, I guess I'd like for us to put together a system because, you know, with, with the Yetter products anymore, we're 12 months out of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day we were just planter attachments and some fertilizer cultures and that's it. But, you know, after the devastator, now we, we move into strip till. Yeah. You know, and, and the products that we offer into that market, uh, you know, some guys are making fall strips. Some guys are waiting till spring. I mean, what do you guys, I mean, you see that, do you see guys all want to use a knife and stay in the fall or I guess, what are you seeing? I think it's just, uh, just, you know, how does it fit that grower's operation? What does he have time to do? You know, is it going to, is it going to make sense to drop that amount of money on something that is only going to be strictly ran in the fall or is he going to be able to be able to versatile, you know, make himself more versatile and have something that can do both, you know, it just, it just kind of depends, I think on the operation and what it fits his bill and, you know, what kind of, uh, what kind of help he's got to be able to run that thing, you know, A lot of fall strips. Yeah. You know, I think most, mainly, most guys want to run a knife. I yeah, think. mainly fall strip guys. But. So, so when you run that in the fall, how many times are guys going to be able to run right over that strip with a planter without doing anything in spring? Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I mean. None. I mean, that row, and that's, that's the whole contingency of why are we making that strip in the fall when we're going to have to condition it? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, um, yeah, the, the, right. I mean, that's just the way I am seeing it break down that every time guys will call, you know, and, 
in March or April and say, or February and be like, man, I, I need something to fly over these strips. They're just, they're cloudy. There's just, oh, yeah. there's and, no way I could put my seating device over that strip and, mm-hmm. and get 99.9% singulation. Yeah. And, and there's no question. It's going to get you out there a little sooner too. You know, it's going to kind of break that top crust, air it out a little bit. Right. Um, so yeah, it, there's, there's definitely a benefit there. And, and, you know, you've got the CC unit that can be a hybrid unit meaning you know it, it can be ran in the fall or the spring mm-hmm. and uh and so can the maverick you know maverick strip till unit um the the rock trip the heavy duty that thing can be ran uh in the spring as well so mm-hmm. yeah you got to stay versatile because even if you do want to be a fall only guy uh here in ohio we got an inch of rain over the weekend and it's too wet to be out there making strips right now. So if you run out of the out of clock here in the fall, and and you're dedicated to strip till, you're gonna have to shift mm-hmm. and and go to spring. Yeah, for sure. Right, and I I don't know. I mean, it, there's no silver bullet, you know, as we know yet to figure out, you know. And it's really soil type, you know, is the field tiled or not? I mean, there's just there's a lot of variables go into mm-hmm. it, as you all know. Right. You know, on some guys that are very successful at doing fall strips, and some guys are very successful at doing spring strips. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, that's that's what definitely follows up the combine, you know, as far as what I see is is that next market. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or strip till. And it's been pretty lucrative, I have to say, uh, the people that are – you know, definitely looking at it. And I think, you know, five, ten years, that is going to be the way we're going to farm. I mean, it's just, you know, nutrients and certainties of different things of our inputs, you know, just we're going to have to really cut some corners here and there, mm-hmm. you know. So, but, yeah, it's strip tills definitely been good. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel we're ready for it and, and have a lot of options you know, to meet whatever guy's needs they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, No doubt. No doubt. Um, so how, how are things rolling in the, in the Yetter world? You keeping up with production and, and everything good there? We are, you know, things have, have really come into play and, um, yeah, I mean, our supply chains are, are, going good i mean we kind of went through i think everybody all the manufacturers went through a time when some of our vendors went out of business couldn't couldn't handle you know what i mean and so we've had to change a lot of vendors and go to different casting company people and you know different things because you know those times were tough for some of those that were just on the verge of maybe not being real healthy to begin with you know what i mean right and that just kind of that really was the last arrow to go in and and it was just done for a lot of a lot of vendors so it was you know our our purchasing department and those guys they work continually always trying to find and always connecting with new people and and that type of thing which is always a, a hassle for sure but yeah things employment you know we've got signs pounded if you come to our three county area and are driving around macomb you're going to see Yetter is hiring. Mm, I see. <laughs> Everywhere we we have the signs posted. Oh, 
oh Cody uh, slash Dale. He he's out there pounding signs on the four lanes and okay, you know, <laughs> doing this that and the other. So uh, you know we're we're trying, and that that still's a revolving door. I don't know if we'll ever get away from that. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Equipment dealers. You see, I see equipment dealers on social media all the time are always looking for people you know yeah and yeah. I think you guys are too aren't you are you looking yeah yeah you know we're, we're always looking for good people um yeah all, all the time i mean um you know anytime you can add to your arsenal um it, it definitely makes you stronger for the long run because mm-hmm. yeah you know not not everyone's going to be there forever And so you need the next man up, even if you're not, even if you don't have an area in, in that certain role that that's light, it's still nice to be heavy there. So that if, if someone, you know, um, you know, if anything happens, you've got someone there trained and pretty well ready to go rather than waiting until, (laughs) until when you get light, you know, to try to hire. It's like I say, you know, either you have a bench or you don't have a bench, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the thing that a lot of people don't look at is most places don't have a bench that, you know, somebody can come in and be that sixth, seventh man. And, and it's critical that you have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But no, I think all in all, uh, things have been going good on that side, the supply chains and and things are there. Our sales are still very strong. I mean, we're still running and gunning on about everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. planner attachments, twisters. We do, you know, have that new uh, addition to a cast twister ring, you know, because yep. we got the complete cast wheel and now we're going to offer just that cast insert ring. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to a weight issue. You know, some guys think that 32 pounds is, you know, quite a bit. And sometimes maybe the poly is too light and some real heavy clay, no-till conditions. I mean, you know, and I think that insert is, it'll have a impact in some guys. So. Right. Yep. That'll be a new, new addition to our lineup, I guess you might say. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, there's so many ways to skin a cat and, you know, that, that probably gets us into the next, the next time period and and you asked us before we started recording you know what we're seeing as far as planner calls already um Mm -hmm. you know obviously you guys have everyone covered pretty much on on planners um you know the next item to to take the same path as the devastator has been those poly spikes Mm -hmm. um you know we probably don't even need to spend too much time on them because uh, most guys um, are at least familiar with them or they've seen them on YouTube or their neighbors have them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, but either way, it's it's definitely the go-to for, for optimum emergence. Mm-hmm. I, I want to wear a body cam at a farm show. Yeah. Because, you know, you know don't you, you, you feel that because of the amount of people that come up, the end users that already have our stuff. Yeah. You know, these are guys that, have had devastators and have had twisters and i mean they just can't say enough good thing i just sit here and just take it you know just listen to them it's like that's awesome you know but you just want to be able to share that sometimes mm-hmm. with, with the world because it's like guys you know here's 20 guys that came on the lot just to 
you know, explain how great these things were. Right. So that's, you know, that's huge. And I guess that gives us momentum and knowing that we're going down the right path with the tools. Um, because, you know, if you got a product that's not producing, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> right. You right. Know, so I think it just gives us more concrete uh, evidence that, we're doing we've got the right products for the right place and, and everything of that nature so yeah yeah no doubt about that um so you're right out there um at uh, uh what's the university there in macomb uh western illinois western university. illinois that's right yep. yep um and uh yeah, so you've got plenty, you know, you're located in an area that should hopefully be able to, when you're out recruiting for uh, potential employment, um, you're in a decent mm-hmm. zone there, not? Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I always look at our struggle is you almost have to live here and have a foundation of your family and generational here for people to stay. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, guys come to college here and they go back home mm-hmm. where they're from. Um, and there's a few that do stay, but we, I don't know. We just haven't been real successful to capture a lot of that, you know, ag sector. And, mm-hmm. and Western's got a good ag thing. You were out here, weren't you, Adam, one time or some showing at one time or something? Yeah. Yeah, I've been out there. That's right. You know, and so they do have good programs on that side, but. I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to put your finger on it. And, you know, smaller communities, you know, we're, what, we're an hour and 10 minutes away from Peoria. We're an hour from the Quad Cities. We're an hour and a half from Springfield, Illinois. You know, those are bigger metropolitan areas. And I don't know, people, I guess, don't like to live out in the boonies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Convenience and, and things of that nature is just seems to be more sought after than you know just being in the small towns i guess you might look at but Mm -hmm. i would have thought western would be pretty good as well but it's just i don't think we retain and get a lot of you know kids out of college wanting to seek and stay in the area i guess is what it comes down to kind of more of a come and go type deal that's it that's they college here do their thing and then go back to wherever they're from and you know that's, that's about it really mm-hmm. so how long have you been uh with yetter jeff 30 has to be 33 years 33 years yeah dang so so back when you were starting uh how, you know what <laughs> what kind of stuff were you selling so i just happened to look through the price book of I don't know what it was, 95 or something, 94. We were selling a row cleaner for $195. Dang. Yep. And it was a fingered wheel. You know, of course, we had the, the, the discs, the trash masters and that. But, yeah, row cleaner was $195 is where that started. And that was just a rigid, you know, the old pen style. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, then I can always remember, you know, Guys were like, well, I want my coulter. You know, that was back when guys, you know, had to farm, had to have a coulter before they couldn't farm. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, that was the first rendition of the combo. 
you know, being able to wrap, you know, put a row cleaner around and, and I'll tell you that thing, just that really took off. I mm-hmm. mean, when we, when we could add that row cleaner in with their existing culture, that really just took off. Yeah. So and you still see that today. I mean, I, I drove through our local deer dealership lot yesterday and they had three brand new planters in there with combo air adjust on it. Oh, but, wow. but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, what were you doing for fertilizer on planters? Probably a lot of dry. Well, a lot of dry. Yes. And a lot, I'm um, 29 out front. Yeah. You know, we'd have a 12 row front fold. You know, I mean, that was the big thing, the 7,200s or 7,000 front folds. And, you know, we had a whole host of bar kits. And, you know, you basically took like an erector set and bolted (laughs) all the bars on and bolted everything. And we tucked coulters in there. And, you know, because the double disc openers just did not give us the placement of nutrient. And, you know, and that's where that single disc made that narrow profile slot and and we were able to sock that fertilizer and get it in in the ground and mm-hmm. you know that you know we had that whole buyer's guide you know if you remember you could go through in every planner you know from case to kinsey to agco white to deer you know we had all broke down of what it took to put 2995s on these planners and <laughs> and then we went to the double colder setup you know okay you know where guys wanted you know two cultures up there like a zone tillage culture tillage you know and plant mm-hmm. and so that was you know a big thing but then when mother nature threw us bit you know wet springs it was like pulling a boat anchor through the field you mm-hmm. know you so much weight and and the soil was damp and wet and uh, it was a mess in some cases and you know so we've definitely seen the transition through the years of just getting these seating devices more you know lighter and you know not just you know so much weight on them and and just not trying to do a lot of disturbance you know as we're seeding yeah and you know i think that's and that's you know really what's got us to strip till of course i remember i mean 30 years been selling strip till i mean seriously we've had that l128 and right on up through we could go through them and see but Mm-hmm. You know, that's where it was really big or just starting to, you know, show guys, hey, let's dry that pass out without trying to put it with the planter because that, you know, we we do the colder tillage and still slamming that seed in cold, wet soil. Yep. And that's where the strip till can really make a big difference of drying things out, warming it up just to, and then make your seeding pass see just it just reacts so much different yeah yeah i know so, i know we've sent you a a couple of gems on some of the old stuff that was used to be out there and we send you <laughs> pictures and you're like oh my gosh i remember selling that 20 years ago and this and that oh my gosh just it, it's fun to watch i mean it's fun to have been through this whole scenario just mm-hmm. because you've seen you know i've seen how it's grown mm-hmm. and you know, how I, I always say, you know, back in the day, we used to drive and stop at a farm and say, hey, put this row cleaner on and take a few rounds. You know, and that was, the guys didn't have any idea what a row cleaner was. Mm-hmm. 
and so it was just that's the things that you kind of had to do to kind of get that started and and once they got it on there that was you, you know once you get it in their hands they it works i mean they see it mm-hmm. and it was uh you know just slowly but surely progression wise that's the way it went so but we've made a lot of inroads man i mean the whole ag sector has really made a lot of inroads with seeding and 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 i always remark too these hybrids today man i i just i'm really curious to know how much moisture really these these hybrids need to produce 200 bushel Mm mm-hmm you know, you see it. You guys see sometimes we don't get hardly any rain and we're still out there 210, 220. You know what I mean? It's still pretty decent. Right. So, yeah. technology is really coming into play, I think, a lot more on hybrids for sure. Yeah. And, and it seems on the planner, especially, that everything is driven now towards efficiency. You know, mm-hmm. we got to right. be able to control it from the cab. It's right. got to be able to, you know, we got to go the whole season without even thinking about that piece, mm-hmm. you know, whether right. it's a, a fertilizer coulter or the row cleaners or the closing wheels, you know, we, we got to be able to just plant corn and, and not really worry about that because uh, when it's go time, it's go time and, and there's not much time to to stop and think or make adjustments. Um, right anything you're going to bolt to the planter it's got to be able to run wet dry high low fast slow everything everything yeah it's got to be able to take every condition you can throw at it yeah and Mm -hmm. you know we've seen the 2940 air just you know i put it as a cadillac and you know it definitely you know of course kinsey now has come on board offering their 5000 series row units with our air just and other mainline companies because it just it's just what you said it, it, it simplifies things you can get your field to be a hundred percent the way you want it mm-hmm. yeah and all with with no time you know not laying underneath and adjusting 24 rows and tweaking this it's tap 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 and away you go you're perfect now see mm-hmm. what i mean yep so quick our environment and and we know it's huge you know to get that seed in there correctly um because it's just emergence is where it's at i mean we want picket fence stands so everything pollinates and tossels and everything at the same time mm-hmm. and that's when we're after a big old bumper crop yeah no doubt yeah but, things things have definitely changed and and they're they're changing more uh all the time but uh you know there's yetter is a huge part of advancements because you know you go and price a brand new planter today um versus maybe throwing some row cleaners and closing wheels new double disc openers on your existing planter man you want to talk about some roi Mm -hmm. oh it's it's huge. It's amazing what an attachment like a row cleaner or a poly spike or a devastator can do to an entire farming operation. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it, it can, I mean, it truly is to where we can, you, you guys can do it too, but we can, we can tweak a planner and you can tell a customer, here's what you need to do. And I mean, that thing will, it will plant efficient and be accurate and, yeah, everything that we're after, 
just like a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we uh, Cody and I planted my double crop beans there July 8th, and we had our white out there, six row, mm-hmm. and we were in, of course, uh, you know, wheat residue, and I, I, I was curious how it was going to work, um, but, man, I just put some additional pressure down on those 2940s um and you know we had some moisture there and i didn't want to do a tillage pass and potentially lose a little bit of moisture so we just no-tilled them suckers and i couldn't believe it i mean those row cleaners were just kind of creating a little strip so that the closing wheels had a loose seed bed to work in Mm -hmm. and uh and i i don't know of any other way i could have done that yeah, it just cut through that wheat straw the way that it should and had the poly spikes on the back closing the trench the way that it needed to be, and it and worked we out can't, really well. It's just what you said, Adam. You can't afford when you're double, June, July, when you're double cropping beans, you got to conserve every drop of moisture you have. Yeah. And any kind of a total tillage, you're going to lose a huge percentage of that moisture. You're, it's just, you're, it's gone. Yeah. And that's that's the key factor you know i think in double crop is minimal you know open the clear the slot get good seed to soil contact and close it yeah and i'll tell you then you're definitely off to the races when you can accomplish that for sure yeah but yeah you know sunlight's a double-edged sword we obviously need it to to grow the crop but then it, it can also of course rob us of our moisture as well and right. so you've got to be able to have the best of both worlds and still thrive, have a crop thrive uh, in, in heavy sunlight. That's um, right. So it's it's definitely a must. No, um, that's exactly right. Did uh, did you watch the Cowboys game last night, Jeff? Oh, man. Yeah, it, unbelievable. I mean, it's just uh, how, how teams can play one week, one way, and turn around. It's just... <laughs> You know, they're professionals, man. Come on, right? I mean, shouldn't they be more consistent? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I just, I had to bring that up because, of course, mom's a big Cowboys fan. I know. <laughs> I know. I've been dinging her like crazy about, you know, Dax, all these, you know, colognes. If, if you don't, I forget what they are. But, you know, <laughs> they have some pretty good memes out there with, you know, him holding the plate of turnovers. Do you like turnovers? Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, the whole, the whole thing, but you know, my stance is still this and everybody says I'm off my rocker, but since they've got gambling involved in sports that I still feel that they're, whenever there's money involved, there's going to be corruption. Yep. And I don't know. Us football guys that sit there and watch, and you hear the announcers when they show a holding call, and, and it's silence because it really wasn't holding. Yeah. There's countless calls like that. Inter- pass interference that wasn't, and then there, you know, some that were definitely were and no flags. I mean, mm-hmm. the consistency as a real football fan, you have to question, don't you? Yeah. I mean, there can't be a soul that can't say that it's as consistent now as what it was five years ago. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's something to it that I don't know, but it's still fun to watch and you just never know 
what the outcome is. And that was a good game last night. You have to admit they were playing, they were hitting, and they were going after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't stay up and watch watch the whole thing, um, mainly because I didn't have much hope. But uh... <laughs> hey, you want to you talk about hope? Why try being a Bears fan for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try try doing that about hope. Yeah, yeah. You've got a Buckeye as your quarterback there. He got and injured Sunday. Ruined him, you know. I think I don't think they're letting they're gro- growing him and letting him get out. I think they're they're trying to mold him into something he may not be able to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and need to kind of let him do his own thing. But I mean, that's like the week before. I mean, he he played pretty good. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, he'd go out there and burn things up, and mm-hmm. then the next week. I just can't even do anything. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of disheartening, but Hey, I'm, I'm still a pretty big fan. So I'll still watch the game. That's for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, on the farm show front, of course they canceled that, uh, indie show there in, I know it in, uh, December. I'm sure you're yep. pretty disappointed about that. Well, I mean, that was always a good show. I liked that show, truthfully. It was small enough, but you still, the growers that came were big and good, and, and you got to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The quality you know, and, the quality and, of them was just... That's right. And they were, you know, some guys had to make purchases by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so it was a good time for guys shopping around. So yeah. I really did hate to see that go. I mean, I always had good success at that show. So... But I thought maybe Finnick Equipment was going to have and, and start something up about that mid-December time frame right there at the farm. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I see. Well, you come out December 15th, and we'll uh, we'll have a little shindig. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll rewind it back to just the shop days. We'll have a planner sitting in there and there uh, go. just go through the, the planner front to back. Just and an open house, a planner open house. Yeah, planner clinic. There you go. Yeah, we'll have the combine in there, of course, to show the devastator and. Yeah, every everything that uh, you know that they can spend money that they need to spend money on before the end of the year. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Now it was too bad to see it, and I hate to say, but we're seeing nationwide. I mean, we see that with a lot of these shows are just not mm-hmm. making it. We we are. We're, you know, the commodity classic, we're doing a little bigger footprint. Uh, we've increased, we're going to increase our size of booth this year. Um, so we're, we're seeing that's, you know, been a pretty good move. And um, I think the Randy Dowdy and David Hula, I don't even know what that's called anymore. But Extreme? Think, no. They changed it from that again. It's something different, but. Um, he's going to have it like a few days before the commodity classic. So, you know, it'll, it'll be nice for a guy who could possibly attend it and go, then go right to the commodity classic. Mm-hmm. I see. So it's going to be in the same area. So, you know, that'll be, I think, I think those are both good informational type things and, and you get, you know, guys asking questions and, and I think you get more of the end user, the decision maker there. Right. Um, you know, with those types of things. So, but uh, no-till conference is in Indy this year. Yep. So that's definitely always a big draw. Uh, you know, that's usually their biggest attendance 
is whenever it is an indie. So uh, that'll be good. So, but yeah. yeah. And then, then from there, Fort Wayne Farm Show. That's right. Yeah, Fort Wayne. I think Caleb. I think I've got him down to uh, come to that over okay. there and uh, spend three days at your lot. If that's going to work for you. Okay. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, so, he's got some big buck stories by then. Hopefully, oh, we do yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> has he right. been out hunting yet? Do you know? I I don't know if he has or not. He's kind of one of those guys that kind of gets close to november 4th i think is when you know mm-hmm. his nose starts going to the air so yeah but, uh, he's actually down in moultrie georgia he's making a swing in the south this week okay so he uh is traveling this week and going to check out the moultrie show and okay kinda go out through there so yeah he's he's a good good uh it's going to be a good stick that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. we had a good time at farm science good good yeah he's uh he's got the knowledge there you know his background is definitely you know he knows the whole aspect of it you know what i mean yeah seems like he does he does quite a bit of tinkering on the side too oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think he builds and sells some of those two-row planters Mm -hmm. sweet corn planters and and different thing cover crop deals and he does some of that so yeah he's 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 into it so that's those are the kind of guys we always look for. You know, oh, they're yeah. hard to find, and when you get them, you want to keep them. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Have Have you been? You got any plans for deer hunting yet? I, I don't. You know, and I want to. I want to get back going into it, but it's just, I don't know. Maybe when you get older, it's just the the priority's just not there. Yeah. I mean, I, I love watching on TV. I'll do that, and you know, my son hunts and you know hey if he's got one knocked down i still like go tromping through the woods looking and doing Mm -hmm. that stuff but gosh darn i got older i sit there and i just think of the 20 things i need to be doing yeah (laughs) elsewhere you know and i don't know maybe one of these days i'll i'll get back into the mode but just uh no haven't haven't really had much traction yet so yeah you never know you know Yep. I've got everything to do it. I can, you know, get everything rounded up in probably about an hour and a half and be ready to hit the woods, but just haven't found that yet. Sure. Yep. <laughs> sure. So, but it's, it's, it's all good. That's for sure. Can't, can't complain. Things are going good. So that's, that's the main deal. Good. Um, so on the, uh, we, we, typically have a few uh questions for for uh guests so jeff let's say that you farm a thousand acre farm and uh you can only pick three yetter products to use on your farm uh what 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 are you picking i'm definitely going to be a strip tiller i mean that's that's me that to me is, is from what I've seen and the data and everything is definitely, you know, because I'm by myself and I got a thousand acres, how can I do efficiently and do it the best I can yep. without a lot of time and labor and everything else. So strip till is definitely going to be right there. Number one, I definitely devastator is that's a slam dunk. That's, that's in there for money savings and the breakdown of the residue. Um, 
Hey, man, you're going to make me pick one planner tattoo? You, you got to draw the line. <laughs> huh? Yep. Well, you, you could have picked three planner attachments. Yeah, I'm not making you pick one. Well, but I know, but I, I want to spread this out to where my benefit's going to be greater. So, yep. see, I'm going to say, since I'm going to be running strips and doing strip till, I'm going to say closing closing the seed slot is going to be right up there. Yeah. Uh, something in the Twister family. Yep. There you yeah. go. So uh, the Maverick strip till unit, the Yetter Devastator on your 12-row folding John Deere head and uh, uh, Yetter, <laughs> Yetter poly spikes. There you go. I like it. That That's that's a surefire setup. I you're, mean, you're going Maverick over the CC, Jeff? I think it depends on what ground, what soil types I have. Well, well you're, you're in Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> I mean, well, if geez. I'm in Illinois, if I'm in Illinois, then I'm going to go CCs all day long. Okay, yeah, because if, if I'm in heavier clay content soils, and and I get where guys want and, and sometimes need a knife to break that up, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, but if I if I'm in Illinois or you know in some good grounds in Indiana and Ohio, there's areas in Ohio same way. Mm-hmm. My, because my strip tiller is can be my nutrient placement tool for, you know, so I don't have to put it up on on the planter as well. Sure. So, you know, I'm going to lighten up my planner, make make life much easier. Just like you said, when it's go time, I don't want to be jacking around with this, that, and the other. You know, as far as the row cleaners or fertilizer or mm-hmm. whether it be any of that, I'm minimizing my issues to have to work on. And I think that's definitely another case for the strip till is that I'm getting a lot of that workload out of the way and whether it be nutrient and seed bed prep and clean seed bed planting into, that's where the strip till is going to play a big part. Yep. Yep. That, so, that's, that's a setup for success right there. I, I, I like it, but you know, that, that Illinois dirt, can't you just like, calling an airplane and have them sprinkle the seed on top and <laughs> and it just grows I, if, if you hit it just right yeah you you definitely can i mean <laughs> I, I i can remember when it's first starting out you know from being an illinois guy and, and michigan was my territory and you know when i go to michigan i'd be like you know we don't know it we, we don't know real farming because i mean you take the rocks and you take the clays and the different soil types that they have and all this, that, and the other. I mean, it's just like, holy cow, mm-hmm. it, it, it's tougher in these other areas. Right. And so, you know, we're blessed. There's no two ways about it. I tell guys, hey, don't be pissed at me. Get on your ancestors. Why in the hell did they stop in Michigan? Why did they come in Michigan? Right? Right. I mean, come on. It was here. just kept going. Mm, yeah. But. You know, it's it's definitely easier with the soils and things that we have, for mm-hmm. sure. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't. You know, as as we 
get through harvest and and I think as as the corn starts to really get down to the nitty gritty here in Ohio, I think the corn planter conversation is going to pick up a lot for mm-hmm. us. Obviously, that's a great time from December through May. Um, so we're we're stocked up. I mean, we we're ready. We've got the row cleaners, the closing wheels, mm-hmm. and and the parallel linkage coulters. Um, yep. Man, did they shine this summer in that hard ground side mm-hmm. dress and. Oh um, yeah, I and mean, it was hard. I mean, it was harder than the hubs of hell. I mean, you, there's just no doubt about shoving them and keeping that in the ground. But just like you said, Adam, you know, a single arm culture rearing up in those conditions is just huge. I had several guys that had those Hagee bars, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them had the Gen Three culters on them, the single arms, and you know, I just said, hey, drop that culter off, slide you a parallel linkage up on there, and you know i get calls back guys that say hey you're exactly right you know that parallel linkage kept that knife in the ground and and that's what we need we've got to have those nutrients in the soil not not haphazardly up and down some in some out the inconsistent of our nutrients going to have an impact on the way our seed eats it and grabs it and it's key parallel linkage pays right right yeah it's it was huge for us, and, and it's going to continue to be huge. I mean, if you're running a colder applicator and don't have a parallel linkage colder on there, um, you'll right. you'll need one mm-hmm. uh, here real quick. Right, um, and you, you, you've invested your time and your fuel and your investment of your applicator to go through there. Why not put – I mean, the colder is the thing that gets it in the ground. Yep. Why, why chintz? on the thing that is the most important yep. <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's what i just don't see when guys get down to the culture portion they don't care but the parallel linkage is huge yeah yeah so, but yeah so yetter's got all the products to take existing you know whether it's a, a green planter a red planter a blue planter or any color side dresser uh we can take it and and make it uh custom to fit what you're doing because these manufacturers of all of this equipment they make it to to paint a wide swath right right but but it's not real real good on your farm you you need maybe you need this new cast ring uh that yetter came out with maybe you need the hydraulic uh devastator or maybe you need uh, a, a certain fertilizer unit, uh, right. and that's where Yetter comes in to to customize everything to tailor to what in the heck you have going on with your farm. Right, and and I say it once, I say it a million times for growers: work with dealers that understand and have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you know, in all my years of, of working at Yetter, that's where Finnig Equipment has shined and still shines of knowing and talking to the customer and you know i know we ask a million questions and i know some guys are like why do you need to know that why do you need to know we're trying to get down to the bottom to prescription fit the best setup for you mr farmer right Mm -hmm. and and we have all these tools you know and we have you look at our catalog hell guys gloss over they get deer in the headlight looks well i don't know what i'm looking at well Mm -hmm. That's where our expertise, that's where your, you guys' expertise comes into play. Yep. You can guide them through 
the landmines of all these other products that may not even be for our area. Hell, it may be for Texas. We sell most of that at. Right. And so that's where, you know, I just can't stress it enough, you know, for the farmers and to go talk to guys who have, you know, the knowledge. And so many people want to just sell on price. Hey, go for it. And then we hear them calling. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't working here. This is well, where'd you buy it from? Well, this guy, well, there's your start. He didn't have the knowledge to put you in that right product. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I, I'm like you guys. I love helping people. I don't want bitchy calls and who wants to be, have more stress. Right. I, I want to dot the I's and cross the T's right out of the gate. So then at the end of the day, he's happy. I'm stress-free. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why I'll tell a guy, if he's looking at this, I'll say, Hey, time out here. Here's my experience with that. And, and you know, at least I'm giving him that opportunity to think about it and whether he listened to me or not, that's fine. But, I can sleep at night knowing that, Hey, I, I'm not selling blue sky. I'm telling you what's working mm-hmm. and as much stuff as you guys sell. I sell, we know where they need to stay. Mm-hmm. And be so it works out very, very good. And we do have the products for all different varieties and different case scenarios. And, and our company has, the future is just so bright because of, you know, everything that's coming down the pike is really you know, deals with every aspect of our, our business, mm-hmm. you know, placement, seeding passes, all these things are right up the alley. Of, it's going to make growers more money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. We're excited. Uh, the, the big sales season for, for us, you know, planters and, and side dress and it was right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, and now's the time, um, you know, guys are getting on YouTube and, and watching things and learning and, and, yeah. uh, and we, we've got stuff ready to roll and, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're ready for it. We're stocked up for it. And, uh, we're, yep. we're ready. I've had, a big, I've had the biggest summer of retail business of guys locking in stuff because they've been through the, supply chain things and so guys they know if they want to get it in the shop in december and january and work on it on their schedule mm-hmm. get it now yep don't they, sit there, pull it in in december and january then order it mm-hmm. because it's more than likely going to be february march right they got ran you know, through the ringer too many times there the last few years and that's right and so this mm-hmm. summer I'm telling you lots of planter attachments were sold and now dealers farmers have them in their possession now they're not depending on anybody else it's it's on their schedule when they're ready to pull it in when they're ready to do it they have the product and that's more efficient and 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 it's less stress for them Mm -hmm. you know yeah definitely 100 percent yep well i don't think i've got much else jeff i really appreciate your time today yeah well i appreciate you guys uh inviting me and, and offering to, to talk a little bit so anytime i i i want to get uh i want to get in front of you more and more often here jeff we need hey. we need to go deer hunting we need uh we got a lot of stuff we need to do yet <laughs> hopefully hopefully we can get the next one where we're all three of us are together in person mm-hmm. 
it's been a while, hasn't it? I mean, really, it was Indiana that probably that one show a couple of years ago? Louisville. Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. We were here, I know. We didn't do one this year. It's probably been a year or two. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, mm-hmm. we need to. We need to do that face to face there, and there'll be we'll have time this winter. We'll, oh yeah, we'll make some time. Maybe you guys can slip over the No Till Conference uh, a yeah. day, evening, or something. Mm-hmm. Sit down and do something. But that those times, I'm always excited because they're just yeah, so much interest and and guys are ready to learn and listen. Mm-hmm. And that's the best time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, that's Great. all I've got, Jeff. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, and we'll look forward to doing the next one with you. Hey, appreciate it, guys. You guys have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks. We'll see you. Yep. Bye. Uh, bye.